Hello, welcome. My name is Beck, and you are listening to my podcast, my very new podcast called Who Wants to Fit In Anyway? Um, and I'm so excited that you're here. Um, so thank you so much for, for tuning in. Now today I have um, something that I've just been through quite recently that I want to share. Um, I've had a few people ask me about my experience. So I thought, why not jump on and um, just talk about it in this space? I've actually been wanting to start a podcast maybe for like five or six months, um, but just for various reasons, I, I don't know, I guess, and also the fear of like starting something new. I just haven't had a chance to, to do it yet. And so for some reason this afternoon, um, July 24th at 4 p.m., just is feeling right. Um, and so I'm sorry that the audio isn't very good. I'm literally just doing it with my AirPods on my phone. Um, but, you know, it'll grow out as I grow. <laughs> my quality of IT and microphones will grow too. <laughs> um, so I initially this wasn't on my radar um, to do this this weekend. But before I jump into what I actually want to talk about, I just wanted to come on um, and share something that's happened to me twice this weekend. Now, since being back from my trip in Costa Rica, I have decided to start putting myself out there and date. So I got back from my trip and I downloaded the apps. Um, my girlfriend had just said that Tinder and Hinge were like the best apps or that like she found that they were her favorite. So I kind of just copied and I got Tinder and Hinge and, um, and off I went, you know, made my profile, didn't want to be too serious, put a bit fun in there, a few little quirks. Um, and anyway, long story short, um, the last two weeks I've been putting myself out there into the universe to start dating. Now, this weekend, I had two dates lined up, um, just very casual, very casual on Saturday night. I was just going to go and do something. Um, it actually wasn't decided, but like the time was decided. Um, and then on Sunday, I was just going to go and have a pub lunch. Um, so long story short, I got ghosted twice. So my Saturday night um, date just never heard back after, you know, we'd organized to do something. I just never heard. And then my Sunday lunch, it was like all booked in, like the location, the time, the venue, even though that's the same thing as the location, it was all booked in. So lucky I didn't go there. I just like this morning, I just sent like a follow-up message. I was like, hi, are we still on for lunch? And just never heard anything. So long story short, ghosted twice this weekend. Now, I just wanted to share this because I know that um, for those who are single um, and are in the dating world and wanting to put themselves out there, um, it can be really disheartening when you get ghosted. Now, in case you don't know what ghosting means, um, in Google, it just means when someone cuts off all communication without explanation. So, in this case, for me personally, I like there was killers of communication happening to the point where there was a time and a place and um, things were starting to get organized. And then it's, yeah, 
all communication is cut off. So no reply um, and the dates don't go ahead. So just wanted to share this because I, I know that dating can be quite hard. Well, for me, I, I'm not a big fan of the dating apps. I'm much more of an organic person, um, like meeting someone organically. And I do find the dating apps quite hard. So I just wanted to share that, you know, I did get ghosted twice this weekend. And I wanted to share that. So anyone else listening that is going through um, dating and dating apps and um, and also maybe getting ghosted, it's, it's okay. It's fine. You know, I think when you cannot have a tap, like when you can let, like accept that that is the case and not get attached to people before you even meet them, um, it's not even like, yeah, it, it's kind of a, still a low blow, but um, like I'm not upset by by the outcome. And I now think of it like previous back, like even me, like six months ago, a year ago, I would have been really upset. Like, oh my God, am I not good enough? Am I, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Um, and now I don't feel that at all because it's really just the universe being like, this is not meant for you. Um, and the person who's ghosting, like they're clearly um, not ready to date um, and who knows what's going on in their world. Um, so don't hold anything against the person that's doing the ghosting. Um, I've even been a ghoster before. Like when um, my my ex and I, like we broke up about a year and a half ago. So when I started dating after that on the, on the apps, I wasn't actually doing it with the right intention. I was just doing it for like a validation and I was ghosting so many people. Um, and I, you know, I've, and I'm not like proud of that, you know, from like moving forward with all that, the growth and everything I've done. I'm definitely not proud of me, my time as the ghoster, but on the other side of it, you know, you just never know what someone's going through. Um, so just don't take it personally and keep, you know, keep putting yourself out there. Um, and just don't be attached to or have that type of attachment to that person so that when you know it doesn't go how you think it's gonna go um, you don't get upset so I hope that makes sense and um, I, I hope that by sharing my my how my weekend plans did not go to plan at all um, yeah helps anyone else out there in going in the, in the dating world <laughs> makes you feel a little better that you're not alone um, and for me personally, dating apps aren't my thing. So it's for me, I've taken that as a sign is that, you know, I, I don't need to be on them for now. Um, but, and that's okay. Cause I'm, yeah, energetically, you know, things happen, happen different ways. Um, but yeah, just wanted to share that. Okay. So if you don't know me, um, Hi, I'm Beck and I like to disco. No, I'm just joking. But my name is definitely Beck and I, I do like to disco, but that is not why I'm, why I'm sharing. <laughs> oh my God, I'm starting to stutter. Um, so a few weeks ago, I got back from Costa Rica. So when I was in Costa Rica, I did a few different things. I'm not going to share all of that on here because... Um, well, I, do, I don't know the people listening and some of it is very vulnerable. Um, but I will share my, um, the first thing I did when I arrived in Costa Rica. So I, 
um, went to Costa Rica and I went to a plant medicine retreat. Um, so I went to an ayahuasca retreat, which is a plant-based psychedelic. Um, and so ayahuasca is made um, by prolonged heating or boiling of a specific vine um, in South America. It's kind of like a brown reddish drink with a strong, it's like a very strong taste and smell. Um, and you just, you drink it. So it's like a liquid. Um, and it really affects everyone so differently. Um, and everyone's symptoms, um, or when they drink the ayahuasca can have a very different reaction. Um, so for me, I have been very into self-development, into healing, into oh, just just everything, <laughs> everything really, spirituality, um, and I'm naturally a very adventurous person, um, and it first came to my radar, um, so I, yeah, ayahuasca first came yeah, to my radar, maybe the last year. Um, and just all of a sudden, every single, well, not every single, that's a bit traumatic, but a lot of my podcasts I was listening to, the people that I, um, the books I read, um, the people I follow on like my social media, like all of a sudden it was everywhere. And I was just naturally drawn, um, to this new way of healing, this new um, medicine, um, plant-based psychedelics. Like I just was very drawn to the idea of trying it. So I was going to Costa Rica anyway um, for another retreat, um, but it just worked out well that I also found a really beautiful um, ayahuasca retreat in Costa Rica where I started my adventure. So I'm not going to name where I went um, just because I don't know if I'm allowed to. Um, but if you are interested, you can just DM me and I can tell you. So um, off on a plane I went and I had a stopover in LA and then um, arrived in Liberia. Um, and I spent a night um, kind of just like getting over my jet lag. And then I got picked up by the bus by the retreat bus that was going to take me to this specific retreat um and it was seven nights um and it was lush like this retreat was amazing um it was so beautiful it was so clean all the facilities were um yeah just stunning um and there was like a sauna, cold plunge pools, warm plunge pools. There was like mud, um, mud mask. So you could have like a sauna and then put on like a really beautiful mud clay. Um, although it did stink really badly, but it was really beautiful. And then what else was there there? Um, like really beautiful food. Um, and like the rooms were really nice. Um, so anyway, we arrived and we do like our introduction, um, and then go get some lunch and then like check into our room. And at first when I arrived there, I was like, I really wanted my own room. Um, I don't know why I was just like, oh, like sharing a room. 
because like it is quite expensive to go so it is a lot cheaper if you or not a lot cheaper but um it is cheaper if you share so there's like options of like a double and triple um and so I had the double um and at first I was like oh like I wish I had my own room like so I can like walk around naked and like you know do all of that um and then when I met my roommate I was so grateful because she's such a legend she's from Melbourne and so we were like the two Aussie girls at the retreat um and I really loved having a roommate it was so nice after the journeys just to come back to the room and just debrief and I feel like we got to know each other so well and we still stay in contact now back in Australia and we're definitely um I really feel like we're going to be friends for life just because we had that such a like a such a bond um and plus we both love plant medicine too <laughs> so we have that um we have that interest um but yeah it was really nice having a roommate and some of the nights when you come back to the room you know you do still feel like the medicine is very still heavily in you um so it is nice to be able to um have that safe space and that person um but anyway so the first night um, so everyone who gets there, they kind of have lunch, there's like some free time. And then the first night, um, we're guided through a breath work. Um, and we've, we're provided these little breath work mouthpieces and those little mouthpieces are like, they just keep your mouth open. So it's like easier to do the breath work. Um, so we're doing the breath work and I think that goes for maybe like an hour and a half, maybe. Um, and yeah breathwork is really powerful if you can do it properly um a lot of people have like really um profound experiences um and i've got this habit when i do breath work that i just fall asleep and i don't know what it is because i i know i'm like breathing 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 and then like my arms go like all tingly and i kind of like can't move like i kind of feel like i'm like leaving my body and then i just it's like nap time I don't, yeah, I don't even know. I just fall asleep and then I wake up at the end, like just feeling all lovely and like refreshed. But, um, but anyway, um, but yeah, so the first night, um, we just did like a breath work and then we just had dinner and then went back to our rooms. And then the next morning, like every morning they do yoga from seven o'clock to eight o'clock and the men running the yoga is the most incredible yoga teacher he's so funny um and he every year every day the yoga is different and it has different focuses um and he just holds the most beautiful space for everyone and then after the yoga there's um all of these um so daily there's kind of like what would you call it like kind of like a seminar um and like information sessions and so the first day i think it was all around from memory um it was all around like the plant medicine and what to expect and oh my god i've got my book here i'm like literally just gonna get it out um so yeah so it's about introduction to plant medicine sorry so it was all um information on what to expect um how like some people's experiences um the people who 
run it have had profound life experiences since starting plant medicine. Um, so they share their stories. Um, there's like lots of times for like questions just so that everyone, um, if they have worries or concerns, they can ask those questions there. Um, and then there is some free time and then there is a plant integration, um, which is, so that's not on the first day, sorry, that's on the second day. Um, and then at 5.30, so you, you can have lunch and then you can't have any food from 2 p.m. Um, just because then um, at 5.30 we start the ceremonies. And so if you do a lot of research um, on like Google or any internet browser, um, a lot of people like say, you know, you have to wear white, um, you have to, um, you know, white loose clothing. Um, and I, I can see why they would say that, um, just because, you know, obviously one comfort and white is a very pure color. And so there were some beautiful people wearing beautiful white clothes. Um, but I kind of, and a lot of the people there kind of just went for like comfy. Like I was just in my Lorna Janes and <laughs> my Lorna Janes and, um, just like a t-shirt, um, but I did try and wear lighter colors where possible. Um, so the, the ceremonies take place in a big, it's called a maloka and it's like a big, um, kind of like a big, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like a big hall kind of, but a lot more fancy than like, like your school hall or like a community hall. <laughs> it's just like a big, beautiful room. Um, and you walk in and then there's just like single beds everywhere. And every single bed has like a bucket and some toilet tissue, like a, a toilet roll. And then you kind of like go in and, um, and choose where you want to spend, spend the night. It's just such a weird concept, but, um, yeah, so you pick your bed and then you just sit there and there's just so much to look at. Um, the rooms, like they've got the shamans that run the ceremonies and then there's helpers all around the room and all the helpers are just wearing the most beautiful outfits, um, like just beautiful, beautiful outfits. And the room smells like smoke, there's incense burning, there's like a little fire pit, like a sacred fire pit outside of the Maloka and it's just the most beautiful atmosphere um and the whole time leading up to the first ceremony I was feeling very cool calm collected I was just like yes I'm meant to be here this is this is fabulous I'm gonna um I'm gonna get all these questions answered that I that I wanted to have answered and um and <laughs> the minute we were lining up I instantly started panicking I got so anxious I was just like oh my god I don't know if I can do this this is crazy what am I doing why am I here but um obviously I was still trying to, to remain very cool calm and collected but I was absolutely freaking out I was wanted to run um and in the room there is these shaman dogs and the dogs um are there for not all the ceremonies, but they just come and then go. Um, and I think one of the, the shaman dog must have been able to like feel 
my panic, my internal panic, um, because the, he came up and um, put his dirty little paws all over my single bed. And I instantly felt calm because my dog constantly, it's my biggest pet peeve, he comes and puts his dirty little paws all over my things. And no matter how many times I wipe his paws, he will still like jump on my fresh bed and put his paws on my bed, uh, for example. And so in that moment, the shaman dog putting his little paws on my bed, I instantly just felt like my dog's energy around me. Um, and it was so soothing. It was so, so soothing. Um, so I, I instantly felt better and my anxiety levels dropped. Um, and then, and then, yeah, you just wait in this room and, and chat to the person next to you who's in like the bed next to you. And, you know, they just go through all the rules and guidelines. So in the Maloka, there's no talking, um, and there's no, like you can't talk to other people. You very much have to stay in your own journey. Um, and yeah, so then they call first, first drinks. And so everyone gets up and like lines up and yeah, the, the anticipation, the nerves, especially the first night was high. You could feel the energy in the room. It was like a nervous excitement. Um, and then everyone has their first cup of um, ayahuasca. I think I always pronounce that wrong. So if I'm, if I am, I am terribly sorry. Um, but so everyone has their first cup and then lies back down on their bed and you're provided um, like an eye mask. So everyone puts their little eye mask on. And for the first hour after after having the medicine, the first cup of medicine, it's completely silent. Um, and I reckon after like 20 minutes, the first person throws up. And so that's why each bed has the bucket and the toilet roll um, because people do throw up. It's a way of purging. So it'll come out both ends. Um, and, and that it's just, it's not even a worry. Like it's, you know, that that purging is healing for people. That's why that's the whole point of it. So everyone like throwing up and like running to the bathroom, it's like, oh, they're, they're healing things. They're letting go of things. And it's, it's like really beautiful. So the first night, um, after the first cup, then they call they call round two, and so you you go up and have your second round. And I remember lying there, and I just I just didn't feel like it was kicking in. Um, and I was expecting I was honestly expecting it to be like a pinger, like you have a pinger and it kicks in, and it I, it wasn't like that. And so I was feeling very jealous of everyone else's journeys like everyone was throwing up and oh not everyone but the whole room you could hear people throwing up and running to the toilet and I was right near the toilet and you could hear just like you could hear them going to the toilet as well um and I was just lying there and at the end of the ceremony um one of the ladies actually said like I felt like the sober person at a party and that's exactly how I felt I didn't feel anything I was like, I'd lie there 
And then I would like think my way into thinking I felt something. And then I would go outside and go for a walk. And then I was like, I'm still sober as anything. So I ended up having five cups of ayahuasca that night because I'm thinking, all right, maybe I just need to like drink heaps of it. Um, and I still had the same effects. Like I still wasn't feeling anything. And I kept take, sitting up, taking my mask off, being real nosy, seeing what everyone else is up to. Um, and I did. I, I felt like I felt really jealous that everyone else was throwing up and, and talking and um, like, because part of it, like you are in so in your own, in your own space and you're having, like people are having conversations with themselves, screaming, yelling, crying. It's, there's a lot happening in that room. Um, and all of it is beautiful. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel anything. Um, and when that lady said that, I was like, Oh my God, me too. Like I didn't feel anything. I was like, literally felt like, I missed out on such a fun time. <laughs> I want to throw up. I want to prove myself. Um, and But that's okay because, you know, they say that um, the medicine works in different ways for everyone. And what I should have mentioned before I actually got into talking about the first night was every time you take a cup of um, ayahuasca, you have an intention. And so the, the vent, the, the retreat that I went to, they gave us intentions to follow. Um, and the first intention that I was working with was show me who I have become. And so every time I'd have this cup of um, ayahuasca, I would say, show me who I've become, show me who I've become. And that first night I just lied on my bed, like repeating it, just like, show me who I've become, show me who I've become. Um, and like all I felt lying in that moment was, I was so restless. Um, I couldn't stop fidgeting. I was restless and I was so hungry. Like I was starving. Um, and I just felt really annoyed that like, I didn't have, like, I wanted to experience what sounded like everyone else was having like these wild experiences. And I just, just felt like I was, I just felt like it wasn't kicking in. Um, and then I went back to my room and my roommate had the same experience and she didn't feel like she also felt like she was like the sober one at the party. So that made me feel a little bit better. And then like we chit chatted and um, just kind of debriefed about, about the night. Um, and it was interesting because she went to sleep and then that night I stayed up all night and it's like, it's kind of like, my brain turned off and like someone came into my brain and like turned it back on and then took over. I stayed up all night. I didn't get any sleep and I was writing my business plan. It was just the weirdest thing. Um, like I just was on my notes, like writing everything, like all these details. Um, I'm not going to share it all here, but um, like so many, so many things. And that's like the name of this podcast, um, this podcast ideas, people who I want to get on to talk with me, have conversations with, um, there's a, there's a few items that I was told to start manufacturing, um, and just different things like in, for my future career, um, just like so many things, but everything was like so detailed. It was, it was quite profound actually how much detail and clarity and 
it was also direct. Like it was just like boom, 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 boom with ideas. It was, it was pretty wild actually. Um, but anyway, I didn't get any sleep that night, which did make the next day. Oh, Oh my God. Sorry. Interrupted by my dog. Um, but yeah, I got no sleep, which did make the next day really difficult. Um, so the next day there was like the yoga in the morning and then there was, um, it's called the answer is you class and it's all around, oh, just like discovery experiences, um, and sharing, like people sharing, um, their life and the conversations are really beautiful. Um, but that was really hard. I think I went to those two and then I had to go and have a sleep and then lunch again. And then in the afternoon, so every afternoon after, um, doing the plant medicine, there is a plant integration, um, in the afternoon, just before we go back into the next ceremony. So at the retreat I went to, there's four ceremonies over four nights. So, um, we drink plant medicine Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday. And so the next night coming in um, to the Maloka, it was, everyone was kind of feeling a bit better. So a lot, a lot of the nerves had passed, I think, because now people knew what to expect. Um, although every night was significantly different. Um, there was that, the initial like anxiety had definitely was definitely minimized. That's for sure. And so the next night, I don't actually remember what happened to me the next night. Um, but the same thing, you come in, you pick a mattress. Um, I personally pick different mattresses every time. Um, and if you were going there with a couple, they do recommend that, um, you and like your person or whoever you're there with are separated just so that you can really, um, focus on your own journey. And so the next night, um, I was tired and I honestly think I just napped the whole night. I don't think any, nothing too profound happened to me on the Tuesday ceremony. Um, again, I had, I had a lot of, I had, I think I had four, four cups maybe on the Tuesday. Um, I did, I was pretty heavy with, with the plant medicine. Like I was drinking quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I think compared to some of the other people, I think I did, I was drinking quite a lot of it. Um, and if you know me, that make, would make perfect sense. Um, but yes. So I think on the Tuesday night, it was mainly just nap time for me. Nothing too much happened. Um, I was just really tired and it was just really pleasant. I kind of just felt really warm. Like you, where you give it, you're given a blanket on your bed and, I, th- I just remember being like really cuddly and really warm and just like, I just felt like a lot of love and a lot of gratitude. Um, and it was just, it was just a really atmos- beautiful atmosphere to be a part of. And like they, they play a lot of music during the ceremonies and the music is just so beautiful. It is, um, yeah, sorry. The music was just really beautiful. Um, and Oh, I just, I listen to it now and it just brings me so much joy and happiness. Um, but you just look around and they walk around with the smoke. Um, and they're just like constantly cleansing you with so much smoke and the music. And then the shaman and the shaman's helpers are like dancing. And it's just a really, it is really beautiful in there. Um, and you can just feel the love 
and you just yeah got the people that I was with I'll get to them but um incredible okay and then the third day um the third night was like my night um we started off in the morning with the class and during that class the the teacher I guess he was teacher he um said you know you can ask for two cups and so we were all double dosing and it definitely hit different that's for sure um (laughs) it was so that day we had that and then we had a meditation class and then we had the plant integration again and then coming into that ceremony on the third night on the wednesday it was actually the divine feminine night um and so we kind of were all feeling you know this is going to be a really beautiful night like really nice space and um there was two shaman women holding it and and it definitely delivered um so we all went in there and asked for for two cups straight up um and that's just where it where it started it i think i had the first round i had two and then the second round i had two and then I think I had one more um, and I was really feeling it. I, <laughs> I, at one point I couldn't even stand up. Um, I went to get more and then realized that I really didn't need it and like ran back to my little bed, my little safe space. But the, the Wednesday night things that I experienced were, were oh, so special. So, um there was really fun music on Wednesday too it was kind of a little bit more trancey a bit more harder psychedelic music it was um the music was really loud and um and the the more the night went on the music really took you on your own journey if that kind of makes sense so as the music got harder the, the medicine felt like it was getting more intense in your body and um and it was yeah it was incredible i remember sitting in my in my bed and i was just dancing and i just felt so sexy and so beautiful and i was like swinging my hair and i was like, giggling and i was just like talking to myself and laughing and um and i kind of just wanted to take my clothes off and i just felt so good um and i just remember doing like cuz i didn't i knew that i couldn't stand up to dance um, but I was just dancing a lot in my bed. Um, I was being very expressive and like stretching and just like really feeling into everything that I was feeling within. And then I realized and how hard I've been on myself and how hard I am on myself. Um, and I just gave love to like every part of my body. So I was like touching my my arms and like my elbows and just being like I love you elbows I love you hands I love you arms I love you um, breasts and um, stomach and legs and ankles and toes like I just was touching every part of my body and just like loving giving it sending it love and I just realized how hard and how much I haven't fully loved every part of myself Um, so it was incredibly healing um to experience that um and even since that experience you know i i do i look at myself so differently now and i 
and so much kinder to myself. Like I just don't need to be that hard on myself. Um, and then in that moment, um, I like remember taking off my eye mask and every, not everyone, but there's so many people dancing all around. Um, and it was just the most beautiful room, the music, the, the people, the dancing. And I just remember thinking, this is so special. Like these, this music and these smells and these people dancing and the love in this room, um, is so special like this is something i've never experienced in my whole life um and even the sounds of vomiting and um but even that was just like so special and so much love like I'm, yeah i've never experienced that before and then i was moving and then i i lied back down to kind of because i did i i felt ayahuasca drunk i was really I can't compare it to drugs because it wasn't like drugs. Like it, I've, I've done drugs. It wasn't like, it wasn't like drugs, but I was, I was not, I was home, but I wasn't completely home. I was like next door. <laughs> um, if, if that makes sense. Anyway, so I put my eye mask on and, and closed my eyes. And the minute I did that from coming in, from coming from such a beautiful moment with myself and the movement, I, closed my eyes and I saw my best friend um, who heartbreakingly um, took his own life last year. And it was so sudden and, and devastating. Um, and I put my eye mask on and I saw him and he was so happy. Oh my God. He was, I'm just thinking about it now. He had the biggest smile on his face. Like it was just the biggest smile and oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Um, and we had a, a really brief conversation. He was there. It felt like he was there for ages, but I don't think he was. And I could see him and he was just smiling at me. Um, and he just said, he just said how proud he was of me and, um, and I'm not going to go into that conversation, but it was so special. And then I, I saw him float away. It was, the, it was the craziest thing. I saw him leave our conversation. I literally saw him like float up into the universe. It was so, so, so special. Um, and, and beautiful and so beautiful. Um, and then I just remember feeling so warm and I just held myself and laughed and I was crying and I was just laughing some more and it was just such a fun night. I just had the best time. Um, and yeah, I really was, I was, I was good drunk and then the lights came on and I really wasn't ready for that ceremony to be over. Like I really could have been there for a few more hours um and like the lights came on and like I was just lying on my bed and I couldn't really talk and I really wanted to share my experience but I I just I could felt like I couldn't talk I was just so in the moment and I kept like doing weird little laughs and it was just 
I was, yeah, I just wasn't ready for that ceremony to be over. And so everyone, then everyone like leaves and goes back to their room. And I just kind of lied there on my bed. And um, two of my friends who I met there, they came and sat near me and, um, and they were just sharing with me how, how nice it was to like, see me like that because I apparently they were saying I was like a pixie I was just like laughing and moving and dancing and smiling and um and I remember um my friend he was just saying um like he's being really lovely and sincere and really trying to get into this deep conversation with me and I just I just wasn't home I just couldn't I didn't have any capacity I was just out of it I really was um and so, but I ended up, anyway, long story short, um, ended up going back to my room where my roommate was. Um, and I, I was, I was still really in, in my journey. Anyway, we were like, let's go for a swim at the pool. And I remember walking and I wasn't walking straight. It was, it was like, I was drunk. Anyway, we got lost finding the pool and then we weren't even allowed. We went for a swim and then we got kicked out of the pool area. Anyway, went back to the room and I, again, didn't get any sleep. I tossed and turned. I didn't realize that like in the morning, she's, my roommate was like, were you singing last night? And I was, I was like singing and I slept on my glasses and I broke my glasses. Like I was just, I don't even know. I just, my, I was very much still in my journey and I really probably could have, should have stayed in the Maloka for a bit longer. But anyway, it was a really beautiful night. And it was probably one of the most special moments of my life because to be able to see my friend and know that he is happy and for him to have that conversation um, was something that I obviously really needed. And, you know, I went into this retreat with all these expectations. I had all these answers that I needed questions to. I mean, I had all these questions I needed answers to. And the first thing they kind of say is like, you know, you, Mother Ayahuasca will show you what you need. And I quickly learned that um, all the questions I had just all seems like such silly questions in the bigger picture, like now I've got this like bigger picture and bigger, like more awareness of myself and of others. It's like, if, if you are ever going to go in and do ayahuasca, like there's no, you really can't have any expectations. Like I really learned quickly that my silly questions, they, even though they, they probably weren't silly, I probably shouldn't say that, but um, she really does show you what you need to see and parts of you that really need healing. Um, and, and I just didn't realize that going into it. Um, anyway, on the fourth, fourth night is kind of like the bender night. Um, and it goes from seven thirty till nine thirty in the morning. And on the third night, um, women, if they have, their period or over there they call it your moon women you might be on your moon you can't participate in the fourth night ceremony so um I wasn't on my moon so I could um but it's a different brew and so it tastes completely different and it tastes so gross um and can I just add also that 
the three nights beforehand, I hadn't thrown up and hadn't gotten diarrhea or anything. Um, and I really wanted to experience that because they do say that like the purging is like cleansing and it's healing. And I really, really wanted to experience that because it sounded like the vomiting that was happening, it sounded like the most intense vomiting ever. Like it just sounded so different, like your normal chanda or your normal, you know, puke after a few beers or whatever. It sounded so different. Um, and so I really wanted to like see what that would be like for me. And I, anyway, so coming into the fourth night, it started a little bit later. So it started at 7.30, not the usual 5.30. And it was a different brew. And the brew tasted so gross. It was like, I didn't want to have heaps of it. I was quite happy with like having one cup. I ended up having three cups, but it was awful. Sorry, excuse me. It was awful. It, I can't even describe what it tastes like. Um, it's just like, it's quite thick and and it's just a very strong taste. Um, so anyway, it's the same, the same things happen. So you have your first cup and then there's no music and no other lights go out for the first hour and you just lie there. Usually I would have a nap within that hour. Um, and they do say that if you nap on ayahuasca, it just means that it's like healing different parts of you that you don't need to be awake for. Um, so there were lots of eye naps happening for everyone um and on that last night i just felt so like i ended up having three cups um and i just i honestly slept a lot probably it was probably my most nappy night i just had heaps of little snoozes um and it really was i was just so comfortable um and we had like a healing circle so all the women and then the men, we all had different healing circles and that was really beautiful. So the shamans and the shamans in training and the healers, they, they would like, we would sit in a circle and they came and individually um, did healing ceremonies on us with smoke and all different, different devices and um, techniques and things that they um, were in their tradition. And it was really beautiful. Um, It was really, really beautiful actually. And, and then you go back to your bed and and on the fourth night I I saw my future children and I know that's gonna sound so wild and whether that is my future children or 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 what but going into like coming over to Costa Rica and maybe this year the start of the year like growing up I kind of always thought that I would want a family and then as I've gotten older um like my friends are having families and um which I love all them and their families and the more times got on I really especially since moving to where I live now I've been doing so much reflecting like do I want a family like is that what I actually want or have I just always thought that I wanted one because that is what you're meant to do. Like that's what society says, you know, and the more that I thought about it in the last year and a half, it's like, am I, do I want children for me or is it because that's what everyone wants, you know, 
like family and friends, like they're all doing it. So that's what I should be doing too. You know what? I don't know if that makes any sense. But anyway, so this past, I would say six months, maybe even a little bit longer, actually, maybe more seven or eight months. I really haven't been thinking that I want children. So not that I didn't want children, but I really, I really was thinking I'd be okay if I, if I didn't have a family. Um, and I guess maybe subconsciously that was like on my mind about maybe I don't want a family. Maybe I would just like to find a partner and just do life like that and travel and, and all that. Um, and I probably won't go into it too deep, but I, yeah, I, and even when I was first coming to Costa Rica, I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. Like I love being here. And I really was starting to think that maybe children weren't, I think I'm rambling and I'm so sorry, but I think that children aren't something that I want. Um, and I never really verbalized that, verbalized that to anyone uh, because I know that there's like, you know, you get married or you, you have children and when all your fr- family and friends, like they've all got children and it's kind of just like, oh yeah, this is what we're going to do. Anyway, cut to the chase. Um, I saw my future children and whether that was them or whether that was just this to, to affirm that I do want that one day, either way, I saw what I believed to be my son who was just sitting there playing a guitar and he was just very cool, calm and collected. And then a daughter and she was like, (laughs) you could just see the personalities, the contrast of the personalities. So that was really special as well because I, I, that was on my mind about maybe I don't want a family. Um, And then that was like a nice confirmation that like, no, it's just like when your time is right, you know, it'll be, it'll be beautiful. Um, so that was really nice as well. And that was a question that I didn't even realize that I needed an answer to, but I, I obviously did. So that was really nice. Um, and, and then I proved myself. I went, (laughs) I proved my fans (laughs) and I threw up and it was was glorious. No. So I had, I had another cup and, um, the ayahuasca it was the different brew it was gross and I started throwing up and I was in my head thinking fuck yes this is what I'm here for and it was the most grossest moment ever um and then I went to the bathroom for number one and didn't realize walking back to my bed that I also um needed to go and do a number two too much information I know um but you know what that if you ever do it, it's like not even a thing. I wasn't even embarrassed. I just, you know, went back to my room with obviously with um, support <laughs> because you are in a journey and you're not to go roaming, roaming the grounds. So one of the helpers came with me and I, I got changed and, and then went back to the ceremony. Um, and I said, I'm like, oh, thanks for coming with me. And she's like, no, you're not the first one tonight that this has happened to. And so I was like, oh, good. We're all just friends pooping our pants in this space. This is epic. Um, but it really is. It was really beautiful. And then, um, and then, yeah, so that finished about 9.30. And then we all went and got breakfast and shared our experiences and, 
Um, and it was amazing. And then the next day you have yoga, you know, there's lots of things happening. The schedule is really pretty booked out. And then the nights that you're not doing the ceremonies, there is breath work, um, at the same time. So whether it's a ceremony or breath work, you know, a lot of people will have really profound experiences and breakthroughs during the breath work. Um, but I'm just realized how long this is going for. So I really do need to wrap it up. Um, but I just want to say about the, the people that I met there, I, um, how can I say it? I, I met some of the most amazing people of my life there. I didn't realize I was carrying around a lot of masculine wounds and I really felt like a part of my healing that week was spending time with all of the people there. Um, there was a lot of beautiful men there, um, really genuine, really kind, um, from all walks of life, all ages. Um, and even the women too, in saying that, um, it wasn't just the men, but the, the men, for me, being in that environment really healed those father figure wounds, I guess, and those masculine wounds. And I don't think I had a level of trust for men um, or the, the level of trust that I really need and needed. Um, and being in that space, it was so healing. And I, I do feel really different now since leaving. Um I feel really self-aware and just full of love and full of gratitude. And everyone there was incredible. Um, and I was just on a Zoom with them a few a few mornings ago. And one of them said, in that space, you meet people's insides before you meet their external. Like some of them, well, we will, I keep saying, like, I wouldn't even know your job or um, like I know your name, but like, I don't know anything about what you do, where you're from. He's like, but I know who, why you're here. I know why you're doing plant medicine. I know the healing that you've, you've been through and the breakthroughs. And it's so true. You meet people on that soul level. Um, there's nothing there superficial. It is, you show up and you're vulnerable and it is a safe space and you share your hurt and your pain and, um, and what you're experiencing. And it's, it's, you just don't get that in everyday, everyday life. Um, there's no surface level conversations. Like you're there and you're crying and you're getting deep and uh, here's me sharing. I just pooped my pants. Like it's so vulnerable and it's so beautiful. And every person there was incredible. Um, and big shout out to my roommate as well, because we just had some really beautiful conversations and like, I honestly think that we'll be friends for life because so even, you know, when you meet someone, you don't just dive into some of the conversations we were diving into. And that was like with a fair few of the people there. Um, so thank you. You know who you are and sending you all so much love. Um, and that was the journey. I would definitely be going back. I definitely, even since leaving that retreat, had way more breakthroughs and so much more healing was done. And I, on my last retreat, 
that I went that I went to in Costa Rica, there was so much more that happened. Um, but I just am sharing my plant medicine journey. Um, and I will definitely be doing well plant medicine. I not gonna, I'm not telling anyone to go do it. Like, you know, if, if you, if you know, um, like if, if you want to do it, you, you, there's a reason why. Um, and the shaman kept saying like, everyone here is meant to be here. And I truly believe that. And the people that I met there, I truly believe I was meant to be there with them in that time, in that time and space, because it was, um, yeah, it honestly changed my life and I'm so excited to go back and, and do more and see what, what else can, can come up for me. Um, but you know, just to wrap it up, I definitely do feel more direction, more certainty of who I am. And I do feel like I've healed so many of my wounds. Um, and I was laughing with someone saying I'm like back 2.0 and that's honestly how I feel. Um, and I'm so grateful for the experience. Um, but if anyone has any questions about it or if I, if you want to know more or, um, or anything like that, please feel free to reach out because I'm more than happy to share my experience. And, you know, my intention with sharing this is that, um, if, if there's something I've experienced or gone through, it could help someone else. So if you want to reach out and have, if you have any questions, just let me know. Um, hopefully this audio has been okay. I know I've been talking for almost an hour. Thank you for listening. If you're still here, <laughs> I love and appreciate you so much. Um, and till next time. Bye.